Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're about to hear a chunk from The Big Inside View recorded last night with Graham Hunter. The bit that you're going to hear is Graham talking about Real Madrid 2, Valencia 2, a match that he describes as one of the games of the century. This section runs around 12 minutes long. The full show runs to an hour and includes his full take on this game, what he learned from watching Barcelona's victory over Alaves, and the talking points from a very young Atleti side winning 5-1 in the Canary Islands against Las Palmas. To find out how you can enjoy the full version and over eight and a half hours of content already provided for our socios in the month of August, go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Now, here's Graham. When the ball is given away by Rodrigo, Tiago Alcantara's cousin, who, who was reared in the Real Madrid Castilla system, the, the, the youth system at Real Madrid, and then went, I don't know, to, to Benfica, to Bolton, and is now at Valencia. When he gives away a pretty daft pass and exposes Condogbia, Jeffrey Condogbia, a 24-year-old Frenchman who's on loan from Inter, but he's played at Monaco, plays at, who played at Sevilla, and he's been there. He's been with Valencia for a couple of days. I think he's had two or three training sessions, and this is his debut for the club, and it's away in the Bernabeu, and Rodrigo feeds him an awful hospital pass. It's picked off immediately. Asensio just has a little... He doesn't look up. He uses his whiskers. Or he sniffs the air and goes, like Gregory's going, something in the air tonight, Gregory. Has a look at the goal, runs towards it, and with no back lift whatsoever, does what Asensio always seems to be able to do. Leave the goalkeeper planted flat on his two feet, looking at the ball. I got in terrible trouble as a story I tell with Alex Ferguson in 1982 World Cup when Zico takes that free kick against Scotland in Seville um, in the second group game. 1982, when, when Scotland had beaten New Zealand and they're 1-0 up thanks to David Neary's big toe. And Zico puts it in the top left-hand corner of Alan Ross' goal. And he doesn't move. He just stands there and looks at it. And at the time, I, a couple of days later, I said to Alex Ferguson, you know, what's Jock Steen doing? Keeping that rough in goal. Leighton should be in goal. And Fergie turned to me and savaged me. Don't you ever, I don't think he disagreed necessarily between the rough Leighton comparison, but I'd taken Jock Steen's name in vain. And in the middle of the tail, turned and savaged me. And and my idea had been rough not moving was an indication that that wasn't very good goalkeeping. Well, Asensio leaves goalkeeper after goalkeeper planted flat on heels and soles and toes, not moving, going, where did that ball come from? Keepers looking at it going, where was the back lift? 
and he hits the ball as sweetly, as purely. If you're a cricket fan, it's David Gower, I think. If you're a Welsh rugby fan, it's probably Barry John. Elegance of movement, um, spare efficiency, everything done exactly the way it should be. And Asensio scores yet another goal after two beauties in each of the home and away uh, games against Barcelona in the Super Cup. People remember the game against Sevilla a year ago in the European Super Cup. And that's the moment, Neil. Because if, if Valencia, with a new coach, with Nani missing, with Garay missing, with Oriano kicked out, um, with three new players, Neto's played one game, the goalkeeper, the Brazilian goalkeeper, Murillo, the Colombian centre-back, is making his debut. Condogbia is making his debut. Rodrigo's left him with his arse hanging out of his pants because it's a bad ball. And Madrid are 1-0 up. And, and they've spent the previous 15 minutes celebrating the league title. That's when you expect teams to shrivel up and die. And that, because Valencia went, yeah, whatever, and started passing the ball around consistently and winning challenges and using it cleverly. That's when I knew we had a battle on, at least at minimum. I like the way you're, you're, you've set the table for especially the Valencia performance here. Tell us something about the, the immediate response, the, the first Valencia equaliser, the players involved. Down Valencia's side was um, this guy, Antonio Latore, whose, whose name gets shortened to Lato, and Gaia, um, both kids, Gaia with a little bit more experience, Latore playing his 10th La Liga game, You've are, got they, these, are they both full? Are they both sort of usually there you go. backs? There you go. It's, it's, it's like a conveyor belt because the, the left back at Valencia is Jordi Alba and they sell him to good end, make a big profit and then they bring in Gaia. Gaia, who's born in Alicante about three hours away and travels like Iniesta used to have to do between um, his uh, Fuentalbilla town and Albacete back and forward for hours with his granddad, with his dad. Well, Gaia has done that back and forward between Alicante and Valencia, full-back, left full-back, and they're like, well, we've got another one. We've got Lato. Oh, we'll just move Gaia one step forward. He's a left midfielder now. But they're two diminutive Jordi Alba-shaped guys, and they're up against, in theory at least, um, Bale, for sure, a beast, playing down the right against their left, often uh, Cruz as well. And Marcelino, who's a guy who likes, the, the, the new Valencia coach, is a, a guy who likes tight lines and he likes not giving space away and who's quite keen on physically able, taller footballers who can also play, says, no, 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 I'm going to back the kids with also Carlos Soler um, in the team, okay, playing um, in, in right midfield. So you've got this, this bet on youth. Gaia, um, picks the ball up high left. Um, after, t- to be fair, Neil, after Valencia have shown that they're up for this by controlling the game, by using the ball cleverly, by never giving it away when they've got a break, and consistently looking as if they might score. But the way in which they do score is extraordinary, because when Gaia picks it up high, Lato, who should be holding his position at left back, who shouldn't be risking everything, embarks on a 45 meter run, overlaps Gaia. Guy has looked shaped to put it inside to his right, simply to distract the fact that he, ha- he isn't going to do anything with it until Lato runs behind him. He sends a little flick in behind him, Gaia, onto Lato's path. And this is the beauty of it. Because in the book that you published and I wrote about Spain, what I loved was when this is 
there's an overlapping situation by Jordi Alba in the quarterfinals of Euro 2012 against France. The ability to outrun the double full back, the idiot Laurent Blanc, um, you know, I can't, I don't have time for. You put a double full back there, um, which I think is Debucci and Revaillere. And Jordi Alba's pace takes him in behind him. And what he does, having conquered the free spaces, look up to find Xavi Alonso who heads home for 1 0. And this is the great thing that Lato does last night against Real Madrid. There's this massive 80,000 crowd baying at him. They're 1-0 down. This is his ninth La Liga appearance for the team that he grew up loving and supporting. And he doesn't go a rush of blood to the head or get rid of it, shuffle it off quickly, get it in the middle and make it somebody else's. He looks up, Neil. Now, I know that you and Martin and the socios that we talk to love that idea. But he's not the only one who's thinking, because Carlos Soler, who... Carlos Soler and Lato are playing in the Europa, the UEFA Youth League, a year ago, in the last 16, and getting beaten by Chelsea, who are the ultimate winners. That's the stage they're at a year ago, and now they're both at the Bernabeu. They've grown up together, looking for each other, and Soler is off his toes. And Soler, the right midfielder, has cut into the edge of the penalty area. Marcelo, the left-back, has gone with him, as he should have done. But when Soler runs, Marcelo kind of looks around, lets him go. And there's this beautiful, the ball in um, from Lato is so correct because one, he's technically able. Two, his vision is good. He knows it's Soler. As soon as he sees it, he knows the run he's going to make. And Soler's off Marcelo, who doesn't bother to go with him. The little touch, the little sort of Joe Davis, um, pot black kind of little cushioned billiard shot, just lets it glance off his foot past Kaler, who's completely exposed and irrespective of whether the game um, is won by Madrid in the end we've, we've seen a classic moment because in that Valencia squad between the starting 11 and the bench there's seven Cantoranos Neil and we've spent the best part of the last eight nine years you and I um, talking about the quality of La Masia and the football base at Barcelona when you get players of technical ability who have come through the ranks together and care about each other and care about the club, you get a better value product when they reach the first team. Well, given that Valencia has been like, um, you know, Keystone Cops on LSD for the last few years, not only to have homebred kids coming through the ranks together with this esprit de corps, but having them show this technical ability gives the rest of Spanish football a little bit of hope that one of the powerhouses of La Liga, if not back yet, let's not go crazy, is on the right road. And the goal is gorgeous. And it's 1-1. It sure is. And I know this is something that you want to talk about at some point. Um, but to my eyes, Soler is running into Sergio Ramos' country, right centre-back country, when he when he makes his connection, no? Yeah, it's true. Listen, I think that when when... When you post-analyse the game, I think it's foolish to only look at what happens on the pitch because Real Madrid, for many, many months, have had this thing at the Bernabeu where, since Zidane took over, it's categorically true that they're a little bit more comfortable on the road. They, they don't simply play counter-attack football, but they love it when the pressure of the away stadium means that the home team, whether it be... Bar, whether it be Osasuna or whether it be Atletico Madrid, whether it be Valencia, whether it be Barcelona, Sevilla, it means that there's a demand on the home team to come out, to play, to show gara, to attack, to entertain. At which point Real Madrid, without simply being like we've got a gap, we'll lump it long, 
They're a very, very clever and ruthless counter-attack team, but it's played in a in a passing style up the field. They shift the ball from end to end in a way now that they haven't done since Jose Mourinho's title win when they were the best in Europe at it. And I personally find it extraordinarily beautiful to watch. But at home, like for example last season, they often feel a bit constipated. A team will close the lines, defend against them, the crowd will get on their back, Madrid's back really quickly. And if things aren't going for them, if they aren't head early, there's a what they call a run-run in Spain, a murmur, a we're not happy, you can feel it, the tension transmits to the players, and then maybe you get a 1-1 a or a 2-1 or a 3-2 instead of a 6-1 or a 4-2 or a 5-3. And the guys who sort that out are Cristiano Ronaldo, who perpetually comes up with big goals at the right time, or Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos scored six of his seven La Liga goals last season at home, and those six goals specifically brought 10 points. So no Sergio Ramos in a couple of those, one of those games, Madrid don't win the title. He gets himself sent off last week in, in, a, in a ludicrous fashion. Should have been sent off for pushing Shara in the face, gets away with it. Uh, Gonzalez Gonzalez, the referee, sees him, gives him a yellow, then books him in the end for elbowing, I think it was Borja, um, in the neck in the 91st minute. So he's not there. He's not there to clear up what you're talking about. So there's run. Maybe he gets there, maybe he doesn't. But he's also not there with that typical last minute, where did he come from, headed Sergio Ramos goal, which he produced in the Champions League, in the Copa, and again in La Liga. Cristiano Ronaldo is the one that everybody looks at. Marcelino given that you've given away the, the result that it's 2-2, we're not sell- it's no spoiler alert. Marcelino, the Valencia coach, says, look, we conceded so many balls into the box and Benzema missed so many that if Ronaldo had been playing, we'd have lost. And Ronaldo is banned because he pushed the referee. Sergio Ramos is banned because he could not contain his fury at what was going on in La Coruña, even though they're 3-0 up. So talk about self-inflicted Sid. That's it for now. The score is still 1-1. To find out what Graham thought about the rest of this game and wins for Atleti and Barcelona, go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and that's where you can sign up to become a socio and receive ad-free versions of everything we produce. So far in August, that's been over eight and a half hours of content. We're doing more stuff around the closing of the transfer window this week and there's going to be a new big interview just for socios on September the 1st. That's a great interview with Ledley King. Go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter now.